Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast where leaders come together to grow and get better. My name is Fred and I'm your host and your mental growth coach and I'm so ready to make a difference in the lives of our listeners. We believe that before you can lead others, you must first lead yourself. So on this podcast, we focus on self-leadership. I got a very special guest speaker on today. She is a front, uh, someone I, that I had, I came across on Facebook and I found that she's also a part of my organization that, that, that as, part of the, as far as the John Maxwell team. And uh, that I've been watching what she's been doing and I've been just seeing, seeing just some great things. And she, and she focuses in on the, the importance of mental health. I want to be able to introduce her to this Time to Lead podcast. She goes by the name of Aluadeo Adeyemo. Deo for short. So welcome to the show, Deo. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited <laughs> to be with you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I like to start by I'm I'm a daughter, a mom, a wife, and okay. mental health practitioner. Um, I live in Houston, Texas. I've been here for almost eleven years. Wow. I was born and raised in Nigeria. Uh, All right. Yes. And uh, yeah. And now I help uh, people understand and know that their mental health matters. And I, uh, you know, just keep doing anything and everything to increase mental health awareness and take away the stigma that comes with mental health. Okay. So, so you're born in, 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 in the motherland of Nigeria. Thank, I, I want to give a big shout out to Nigeria, the whole country and the whole continent of Africa. So uh, absolutely big shout out. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I was talking to you uh, uh, in, 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 in the beginning as we were setting up that I have uh, um, 97% Nigerian in my background. My son found that out. <laughs> so he's Ancestry.com. And uh, so just, just, just excited about that. But when you just tell us a little bit about your family or you, you got brothers and sisters, who, who was your biggest inspiration when you were younger? Um, my biggest inspiration when I was younger would, I think my dad, my mm-hmm. dad. Tell me um, about him. He's, uh, so I, I'm blessed to still have my parents alive. My mom and my dad, they are wonderful people. Uh, my dad did not stop at anything uh, to do stuff in the public health uh, yes. sector. He, he's a, um, he had his doctorate program in uh, public health from Columbia University. And he just encouraged me as a, a girl. I'm, I'm the, the first girl after four boys. And the, Woo! my elder brothers. Yes. <laughs> And wow, the one nice. who followed is nine years older than me. So you can imagine wow. they were like gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, this one is coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm a sister. So how did they inspire me? First, I must, I must say that, you know, looking back, I think my mom sacrificed a lot to support my father uh, to do and become who he was and who is still is and then in in return my father helped me to just believe in myself because Mm -hmm. I always wanted to maybe be in a debate club or maybe go for a beauty contest um you know travel on my own go to a boarding school and he just you know if you want to do it then he encouraged me to do it Mm. And then when old enough to be able to go out and about with him, because he was doing a lot on, uh, you know, he was working with the um, at the Ministry of Health, working mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the Professor Ansom Kuti then with UNICEF, uh, United Nations, doing all sort of stuff. So wow, the opportunity is there. He took me to the field with him. Mm. Then had, and that was where all this thing came from. That mm. was started seeing what was going on outside the hospital that was mm-hmm. why I was seeing that hey even though we have the hospitals we have doctors and nurses and the clinicians there's so much more going on there in the homes and families you know who are you know cannot even afford a meal you know how right. pregnant were dying how mm-hmm. Dying at childbirth, preventable deaths of children you know how they had to use a salt solution to do stuff so I, you know, exposing me to things like that or bringing yeah. me 
that encouraging me to do whatever I can do, some paperwork and stuff, really put everything together into perspective for me. So mm. before I was going to, you know, become a nurse or a doctor, I knew that I really didn't want to be in the hospital. Right. And, um, because I knew there's a lot that can be done before people even get to the hospital. So right. I focused on prevention. Wow, that that's incredible. So you like some some of the lessons that that he taught you, you know, being 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 able to see that kind of influenced you in the direction that you wanted to do for yourself. Is that what I'm saying? I'm here. And 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 what was the what was the thing that you liked the most? Was it the helping of the people? Was it the technical side? What what it, what kind of inspired you the most out of what you were seeing? Instead, that made you say, you know, what, I, I want to do that. What was the thing that stuck out to you the most? Well, I saw that. Uh when we go to the grassroots, like when we go to the communities, when you mm. go to, to these places, uh, you know, we're not all dressed up like I'm dressed up now and stuff. You just put on your slacks and stuff and you go there and you relate with the people. Mm. I saw how their faces lit up. I right. saw how they felt hurt. I saw mm. how they were able to, I mean, I'm speaking the same language. I'm human, like they're human. They have blood running in them. But for mm. some reasons beyond them they're not in the position or the economic class that i'm in but mm -hmm. so you go there and you're there to help listen to what is going on because any public health person will tell you that implementing anything in the community or something has nothing to do with that degree you're coming with it had nothing to do mm -hmm. with, nothing to do with all the technical stuff you're coming with if you don't understand the cultural values, if you don't understand the religious values, if you don't understand what they need mm -hmm. and you want to go and fix what is going on with your knowledge, it's not going to work. Oh. So you go there and you're ready to listen and you mm -hmm. involve them in the plan and they understand why something has to be done. The way they, they just light up, at that light bulb moment, and they start telling you, you know what? We need to go and see this person. This is the community leader. Even though we have mm -hmm. this person, that person, no. You need to go to this house because they are the ones that knows what is going on. They tell mm -hmm. you who to see. They tell you who to go and explain things to. They tell you the people that would drive it. They tell you the people that would the lives. And then you start, you see lives changing just mm -hmm. by you getting down with them. So I thought, oh my goodness, you know, even if they came to the hospital, them these pills to use, if in their culture, you cannot take something white because they believe this will do that to you, they will keep mm. your medicine wherever. Oh. They will never use it. Mm. But if, if they understand what is going on and you understand why they're doing what they're doing, then you will be able to, they will be able to help you come up with a plan. They'll mm. be able to help you come up with what you need to do for you to make that impact. Right. If you want to save lives, if you want to prevent uh, pregnant women, maternal mortality, if you want to prevent uh, children's mortality, whatever it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. And helping them make me understand that, hey, I, I mean, going down there, listening to them, not coming to impose or put anything on them it makes a world of difference and that was what really got me like oh my goodness the changes do not necessarily happen in the four walls of the hospital mm -mm. if you understand something from here from the homes you know if you understand stuff that 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 is going on and they're willing to make a change and help themselves mm. they the community the family the leaders will put things in place to start helping and then you can mm. make Mm. so that really you know that really got to me like hey you know is you can make a change yes, <laughs> you can yes. next in with the by making the right people understand mm. uh, let me give you an example the mm -hmm. community that we went to uh, at some then i started working with the national malaria control program in nigeria okay. We were trying to like you know then we're still doing the um it wasn't eradication then control we're still trying to control malaria uh okay. spread so we're right. using something um insecticide nets and mm -hmm. then we'll and then you know we got funded the uh, world health organization global funds and stuff and and then we got all this 
insecticide nets that you take to the villages, every woman, a woman is like the household, then you give them two nets so that mm -hmm. a pregnant woman can at least use the net uh, and the, a pregnant woman and then the children in the house. When we went back, we found out that in some communities, anything like that has to go to the men. Mm. So it's a it's a it's a leadership or it's an ego thing. You don't you don't bring something and give it to the women to use, and you know the men will then be like that. So right. even the women they will I they will either keep it and not use it, or they mm. give it to the man of the house. Oh, and this was after so much campaign. This was after so much admission, but there was just something, you know, like the, this cultural factor here. It doesn't work. So, right. you, see, you know, if we're even if the household is the man, or mm. if, if we if we focused on the men and they're the ones maybe taking it and say, "I'm giving this to my woman because mm -hmm. this protects or or, or or keep them safe and stuff," you know would have been able to save a lot but those were kind of the kind of things that i see uh mm. and if you prevent that uh malaria in the household you, mm. you won't need to come to the hospital in the first place and right. if you have to come to the hospital in the first place we would have saved a lot of that and we won't have mm. so many people dying or coming mm. up so it's just that impact that prevention can make just by interacting with the right people that got me thinking about all the things so even you know during my first uh my um my bachelor's program in nigeria Bapuk university mm -hmm. as a nurse i'd always thought hey where would this get to what are the things you can do so even with my psychiatry you know when i'm talking to people i'm given medication and i'm still saying hey you know tell me about the home like you know right hey, can you with your husband will he because i know that it's not just yeah. my pills it's not just right. about my medication so and and um that's how i got here and wow. i'm still kind of doing the same thing wow that is a that is a great story and and i'm as i'm listening to you mm -hmm. i'm actually visualizing you know where that passion could have started where it starts from i think there's a lot of communication and translation from in a culture shift that that you, you, you saw that was there was a need there. Um, I, I see also that because of the cultures, um, the cultures can be a hindrance to, yeah. to the well-being of the family. If there's not a level of humility that says what's more important, is it the culture or is it the holding on to this culture thing or is it the well-being of my family? I can see why that would be a concern for you, but it takes a special person that's why i love what you do it takes a special person to even care enough to be able to you know to 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 even care about enough about others and in your opinion if someone wanted to get into this kind of field what would be uh, um maybe three things that they would need to have as far as you know you know the type of person that that, that could even be successful in this field that you're that, that you're in right now what are the, like three things that they, they would need to have? Well, in the field, you mean psychiatry or mental health or? I, when I say field, I'm talking about the field of caring for people. Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So to, to want to be in that field of caring for people, you have to just be... Caring for people has to be one of the things that gives you joy. Mm, got it. Got it. It has yeah. to be one of the things that you just, that gives you fulfillment. Mm -hmm. there, there, and here, here's a tricky, tricky part. See, there are two things about, you know, caring for people. You know, now I, I, I was listening to, um, I was part of a seminar recently and, and one of the speakers was talking about the mega trends. Okay. okay? trends and you know healthcare is one of the things that you have to you know that is the, like the thing technology is one of yeah those so with healthcare here's the things with, with with healthcare they tell you you're here if anything has to do with food and that has to do with health you cannot go wrong okay mm, got it. so people hear that but here's what i want to say because when it comes to health just think about it. This has got to do with 
people's lives. Mm-hmm. And when we say people's lives, it's not just the lives of the people out there, even your life. So your life in the sense that if you're doing something that does not give you joy, if it's just about the mega trend, if it's just about the money, if it's just about the clout, if it's just about the recognition, you are not going to live a fulfilling life. Mm. So it is not enough to be to want to take care of people. It is not enough to want to be in the healthcare sector. It is not enough for you to want to be a nurse. It is not enough for you to want to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. If that is not what gives you joy, mm. you are doing the people you're you're helping the disservice and you're doing even your own lifetime. It's like you're wasting away, just mm. doing something for the wrong reason. We talked about we started recording when you do anything for the wrong reason it won't work so the first thing is caring for people is got to is got to be one of the things that gives you satisfaction just like some people entertaining people is what gives them joy that's right right okay that's true yeah yeah it's not the same for all of us but if that is your thing if caring for people is your thing just don't stop just find which one is it some people want to be in, they want to be in the theater, you know, doing surgeries and just, you know, go do, put the hat stands and do stuff. That's what they love. You know, they don't really want all the chit chat, chit chat. They know their stuff. They go there. They, they success, they have success rates of surgery mm-hmm. there. That's their own way of caring for people. But some people, you know, you see do, um, the doctors beyond borders you know, doctors from all over the world going to, to remote places to help people. You see the pictures of them with children. These are people that can be earning a lot or doing so much more in any other country. That's what gives them joy. And they're there. Mm-hmm. You see people like myself, I, I'm, I'm focusing on leaders. I look for speaking opportunities to talk to leaders on why they need to take care of their mental health and when they understand it, how they're able to put things in place for the people under them. And then that way they're impacting lives. I love that because I love to talk. <laughs> right, good, that's good. And I love, the, uh, I love the fact that you love to talk because I love to interview you, so that's great. <laughs> talk on it's all good (laughs) please yeah that's great so that's just that's the first thing you see once you have that it's one of the things that gives you joy go for it once you go when you just go for it start from the basis what do you want to do nursing uh medicine um you know whatever it is you want to do there just start it and then the more you know about different parts of the body you can say hey i want to deal more with the kidney hey i want to do more with the brain i want to work with children i want to work with pregnant women then you'll start finding it once you start from there but if it's not your thing don't even bother mm-hmm. don't even bother because mm-hmm. you 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 won't be fulfilled and you won't be given the people the best that you've got Absolutely. And it has to be a passion which leads you to your purpose. Yes. Got it. So do you feel that you're right now, you're operating in your purpose? <laughs> I feel so. Okay. <laughs> no, why do you feel that way? What's I guess what's giving you a clue? You know, they say success leaves clues. What's giving you a clue that you are at least starting to be able to work in your purpose, living your purpose? Because for the, because for the, First time in a long while, I don't get tired. Mm. So there's no clock in your room. It's like, what time was it? Is it Tuesday? Like, <laughs> I know. How, and I was just telling you that that's how I was, you know, in my media space. When I'm doing this media stuff and when I'm doing like training and stuff like that, I'm like, honey, what day is it? You know, because it's just, it's just, it's just what we do. So that's what you're, that's what you mean. There's no, there's no really, yeah, you just got it. Wow. You're not. I'm just not tired. Like I look forward to all these things. I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? What do I need to talk about? What's happening? You know, there's crisis, there's this, oh no, what's, you know, what are we going to put in place? What is the next thing? You know, was up till God knows when yesterday, trying to still think, trying to still, okay, how can I get this across? Who do I need to talk mm. to? Thinking about mm. you, interview. That's one of those things because I've been in positions when you're just like, oh, it's another day. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've been there. I, I got two hands for that. Two hands with a couple feet on that one. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And yeah. that's 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 definitely not in your purpose, right? What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That is. How does that make you feel to know that you are in something right now where, you know, you, you you're not getting tired. By the way, you do have to sleep. Just want to let you know. You, you do. Oh, Every once I, in a while. I, <laughs> you know, you know, it's my mental health. That's mind. right. <laughs> you, yours too. That, oh, that includes you too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's why we have the mind in the first place. Because yeah. I mean, no point. That yeah. see, I, I, so I, I think this is a this is a good point to share this. There is no, there's, it's very easy for us to talk to people. It's very easy for us to be, to be the expert to other people. It's very easy for you to know the things and articulate it and tell people. The, the difficult part is doing it for ourselves. Oh, come on. Mm, mm, mm. It's time to lead. That's what this show is about. Leading yes. ourselves. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. It's, keep going. Everything has got to start with you. Okay, so so when I'm talking about my mental health matters and I'm telling people the importance of sleep and I'm telling people how you should exercise and I'm telling people the, that mental health has got a lot to do with relationships in your lives, mm. it, I am as human as every other person. The fact that I have that knowledge does not mean it doesn't apply to me. And we forget that a lot. And that's one of the problems we have with mental health. When you hear mental health of your neighbor, when you hear mental illness, you are thinking of a figure. You are thinking of statistics. You are not thinking of yourself. You're not thinking of your children. You're not thinking of your spouse. So that's one of the things with mental health. Everybody say, oh, now people now know about mental health. You know, people, ah, people need to take it easy now. People really need, people really need to just take one at a time. You don't have to get anxious. I, come on, I get anxious. I, I, I need to know when to stop. I need to know when to call, call for help. Mm. You need to know when to, you know, all those things you come on, you're interviewing people, you coordinate stuff, uh, you're showing up every Saturday on your show. You, you have invitation here, you are planning your finances, you're making sure the home is fine. Am I a superhuman or an alien? No. Everything that I'm telling people applies to me first. And it makes no sense if all I do is talk, 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 and I cannot help myself. Mm-hmm. So wow. it is my mental health matters. And that's why when I tell people about mental health, when I'm talking to leaders in the trainings that I have with organizational leaders, when I'm talking to them about it, I tell them, see, it starts with you. It is your mental health matter. So you say it, you say, just like I will say, Mr. Fred, say it. What, can you read this? My mental health matters. Exactly, yours, not mine. My matters too. <laughs> and mine does too. <laughs> I got it. Got it. That's the truth. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. That's that's incredible. So um it's important. Um I I, I share with you um the stigma that especially in America we have on mental health is meant if you say mental health, it's like, oh, don't talk about that. But it's so many layers of mental health. It's not crazy people. That's not what it's talking about. It because guess what, I've we've been seeing over the last couple of years, no matter what your political affiliation is, and that people been acting a little mental. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just by you know the leaders of our country. So it's like, and then the leaders of your household, and then the people that you, that that have you know we talk about leadership is influence. It is so true. It's like whoever is the most influential person over your life, you take on that, whatever their mental status is. And whether that that blueprint for them is for them, that's not for you. And they're still struggling with their own mental. So talk about the how you got started with mental health matters and talk about the different layers to get people understanding that it's not just about you having an actual problem. The problem is the fact that our mental health, our status, 
it does matter. Talk about, you know, how, how, how you got started with that and uh, give us a little bit about what you do now with that company. Yeah, so I started this, okay, I started getting frustrated, okay? I, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I go do my thing, see my patients, relate with their family, you know, medication and stuff. And I started this this whole thing actually started because of my frustration with uh, one of the movie industries, mm. you know, because I, when I tried to look at the movies, I saw the way that mental health or mental uh, illnesses were being portrayed in a way mm. stigmatizing. And, yeah. I, and I thought, you know, everything People don't, everything is not about people getting crazy, you know, all the time. People don't just have schizophrenia because uh, it's it's punishment for something they've done or. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Or, you know, or something, your ancestral stuff and things like that. So I was just, I just started getting frustrated. And then my sister-in-law, who is also like, a, you know, an artist, she's an author, she writes movies, she even has, she, she's got her own movie too. So I thought, well, she she's in that industry. Let me tell her to tell her people. That's that. right. <laughs> Need to holler at your people real quick. <laughs> We tell your people they have to do this. <laughs> and then she also lectured me on how, um, you know, on a lot of challenges that, you know, movie makers have to yes. go through, filmmakers, and, you know, it's a lot of stress, there's a lot of things. And so as I was talking about people, the public, she was talking, she was also highlighting the stress and the issues this group of people go through. Mm-hmm. So was saying it like oh you know you need to do this and that and stuff so she said you know what I know you try to write and do a lot of this stuff but now everybody is you know they're doing videos and you maybe if you do a short video or something you know more people would easily watch and go I was like because I was just in my own little world seeing my mm-hmm. patient quietly <laughs> <laughs> and then she said that I was like oh to a video okay uh how does that work so because i didn't want you know what to tell you about taking action you know as yes you, yes 24 hours and stuff yes so i was on my way out when i called her on bluetooth we we're talking and then when i was heading back i just pulled over to uh somewhere <laughs> to, uh you know under the tree somewhere and then i was gonna go like and then <sighs> the devil came i was telling mm. me you don't have this you don't have that i was like uh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do it. And then I went one, two, three, click. Just click the button. <laughs> like, Did it. The button. Bam. That's right. That's and right. the I talked about words, you know, there's a difference between mental health and psychiatric disorders. Okay. And then I talked about support system. That was when I just said, you know, we all have a brain. So when I talk about mental health, I say it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a there's a detailed uh, definition that the World Health Organization gives us about mental health. But to make it easy, I just say mental health is your brain health. Mm. Just like people understand that your renal health or something, your kidney is got to be healthy. When you're having problems not urinating, you you have kidney stones or pain. When people know that, so when we say mental, it just means your brain health. And guess what? Are you living? Are you breathing? Are you nodding the way you mm. are not? It means mm. you're alive and you've got a brain. Okay. As you're processing what I'm to, everybody listening to our voices right now. As you're processing what I'm saying, and you're probably judging me, or liking me, or loving me, it's your brain processing all that. And now I come to this, the way you process what I'm saying, the way you are receiving the information, whether or not you're going to turn off this uh, podcast that you're listening to or tune it up to listen more to what I'm saying, it depends on a lot of things. So our brain controls our thoughts, our feelings, and then our behaviors. Go one step backward, it will now be, what are the things that makes the behavior, the feelings, and the behavior, uh, the behavior, the feelings, and the thoughts? Where are they coming from? 
they're coming from about three major things, genetics, environment, and uh, uh, your genetics, your environment, and your life experiences. Those are the things that make up our brain health. Got it. So as we're born, right from pregnancy, you know, is a pregnant woman healthy? Is a pregnant woman taking alcohol, smoking, using drugs? All those things will affect the feature in the womb. Then when the baby comes out, you know, the baby is growing. Is the baby able to be nurtured? Is the baby, does the, is the mother there? Did the baby get in love? Do they have the right attachment uh, 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 style? You know, is there somebody there to soothe the child when the child is crying? Comes a toddler, what kind of environment is the child? You know, are they being touched off? Are they reading to the child? Is the child witnessing violent stuff, you know, domestic abuse or just going to right school, eating right? All those things happening. When a child gets to school, at school age, is a child being bullied? Is a child in a school where they, they take mental health seriously? Did it, are they making fun of the child? You know, does it, is a child in a, um, in a special class? And if in a special class, you know, is this child accepted? All those things were all growing up. So regardless of what happened, regardless of where you find yourself, everything that's happening to you is different from what happened to me. Mm. And we are all growing. So the environment will bring that on. Your childhood experiences will bring that on. And then, of course, I still have my genetics that I do not have control over. So... The, my environment would affect all those things we work together as we are growing up. Mm. So what do we all have to do? We all have a brain that's got to be taken care of. If yes. everything worked out right and as you're growing, so look at, you know, the teenagers, when the teenagers start dealing with the peer pressure of having to use drugs or having to sleep with a, a guy or having to drink at a party and do stuff like that. How are they able to deal with all that? Do they have mm. the right support system? Are they getting the right information? Then they get to the point they want to choose a life partner. How, what are the things that influence their life partner? You know, how did they make their choice? Is it religion? Is it parental influence? Is it all that? Then you have to make decision about the work you're going to do. Mm. The career. If you see how my started from the exposure my dad gave me and how right. shaping me to where I am now and I discovered myself and I'm going forward with it. You know, he he did not push me. I took a liking to it and I'm doing what I wanted to do. Let's mm. assume not that. Let's say I just meant to do something else and my dad imposed, you know, healthcare on me or you have to do this. I probably will still, I can be doing the same thing but not getting this kind of fulfillment. Because right. this is my part. I wanted right. to be an artist. I wanted to be an actress. And I wanted to be a singer. And I'm here. So let's not say where I'm, I, I didn't want to do it and I'm where I am now. My fulfillment would not be the same. Let's say I do not have a husband that is supporting what I'm doing and encouraging this. Because all this that I'm doing, it can be two ways. I'm doing it just because I want to do it and I don't care. Or I'm doing it because I have the support of the right people, my siblings, my, my spouse, my children. It wouldn't be the same feeling if all these things were not the same. So even if I'm here talking here, this podcast that I'm, you know, talking every Saturday and I'm talking to leaders and I'm doing all this training and there's something going on in the house I am not, my mental status or me mental health is not, my, my, my mental status is not in a good place. I probably have a poor mental health. Mm -hmm. so it is not because you're a doctor. It is not because you're a nurse. It is not because you're an engineer. It is not because you're a public figure, a social media influencer. That is not, it, that does not define your mental health. Mm. health is about this your brain and it's about how you are feeling thinking and behaving if any of this thing is not right a lot of times people see behaviors but you know the thoughts in your heart and you know how you're feeling True. if it's not right even if you deceive the world you know what you're dealing with mm -hmm. see what happened to Anthony Bourdain yes. my mom 
mom's heart was broken. <sighs> Don't see him every time. Would you think anything was wrong with him? No, no. Nope. Mm. Any woman will say, what else did she want? Mm. That is a mental health part. We all mm. need to take care of our brain. We all need to not neglect our brain, how we're feeling. We all need to be able to speak up for help. Mm -hmm. It is not just about what people are saying, because guess what? When the tips, when the chips go down, it, you will be the one to deal with all those things yourself. Yeah. Now yeah. that is part. The other extreme is this. There are people who do have mental psychiatric, they have mental challenges that can fit under a diagnosis. Mm. And when we have a diagnosis, it is not to label the person. It is for us to be able to find the right treatment mm. so that this person can live to their own full potential, even with that diagnosis. Mm. And I would I like to use example of, say, cancer. Or I like to use example of, say, hypertension. Now, everybody is working around. You have colleagues. You have people you relate with. Everywhere you go, this grocery store, everywhere that we go to, the library, the mall, there are people who have, people who have medical issues that they're going through. And they take their medications in the morning. Or they will step aside and check their blood sugar. Or they, they have appointment for their chemotherapy, you know, when they leave the meeting or wherever they are. And they go do it. The brain is also an organ of the body, just like the kidney, just like the lungs, mm. every other part. Right. So there are people who do have issues with their brain, either the neurotransmitters or maybe they had injury or maybe there's something going on or maybe genetics or maybe even they, were, they had traumatic childhood experiences. And so they're dealing with, you know, panic attacks or maybe uh, anxiety or maybe they just have depression. It's in their mm -hmm. genetics. They also have to take care of that issue, mm -hmm. just like everybody is taking care of their kidney issues, cancer, hypertension, diabetes. So when they are taking care of something wrong with their brain, for goodness sake, they should not be labeled crazy. Right. Exactly. Mm. And that's the problem we have because people know or people think that if there's anything wrong with your brain, we know how important our brain is mm. to the decisions we make, to the things that we do. However, this is also a part of the body. So those who have issues with that part of their body also have the right and should be allowed and should be encouraged to take care of it the same way you would you would support and you would share somebody that goes for their chemo on the last day of radiotherapy or the last day of chemo, you know, you ring the bell, you celebrate. Yeah. Them. That's yeah. the same way we should celebrate anybody in our family or friends that has something they're dealing with and they are seeking treatment for it. Mm. Mm. You cheer them on. You ask how you can support them. <laughs> because even though we have genetics, you know, that they might have the issue. We all have different life experiences that might put us in a place that we do not want. Right. Talking of, you know, the range of mental health to mental illnesses, it is the same for all of us. And guess what? For every individual, we all have a high chance of having a mental issue in our lifetime. That's true. That is so, true. So this Everything is okay. Yes, keep nurturing your brain intentionally because your mental health matters. And because the mental health of the people who have some, some mental health problems because their mental health also matters, they should also be able to take care of it without being judged. Yes, that is, that is uh, I think that's one of the best explanations of the true definition of the brain I think it's, it's one of the best. The brain as an organ, just like any other part of your body that needs that you take care of. Just like this muscle here. Yeah. That's an organ. It's the same yeah. thing, the same muscle. The heart, we work out, the same thing. So I love how that distinction of this is a organ. 
As a matter of fact, nothing else works without it. Nothing. So treat it like an organ. And then the other piece was the, the psychiatric thing that I told you it was, it was connected with me because my mother suffered from schizophrenia. And that part just being the diagnostic part of it. I think there's a great separation. And it's not that it's crazy when I learned it. It was an actual condition. It was a, a diagnosed by a medically licensed practitioner that, that has experience with this particular condition. And there's a whole nother situation of how you treat each one of them. That is yeah. one of the best ones I've ever heard. Wow. I can see why you're so passionate about it. I love it. And it's so necessary because guess what? It's across the board. There's not a race, creed, color, nationality, religion, you know, whatever it is, it affects human beings that have a brain. Yes. All of us. All right. Of us. So, so that conversation is not just pigeonholing the one particular group. If you got a brain, you can yeah. relate to this. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, if you don't have a brain, <laughs> but if you have a brain, uh, this. So, how can people, as far as the side of the brain, that's just the regular organ. What are some ways that they can work on making sure, like you said, if, if you are doing well, your brain's okay, great, keep nurturing it. What are some of the ways you can nurture the the organ of the brain? Okay. So we have this thing in earth that they say a lot in. I mean, we see it a lot in psychiatry, but I hear it a lot in, uh, you know, with Alzheimer's because I'm a, a community educator, a volunteer community educator for Alzheimer's too. And one of the things that we talk about, you know, is that whatever is good for the heart is good for the brain. So if you are, you know, so we're talking about, you know, a good diet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cholesterol, you know, you know, during your food, you know, just eat healthy. Then we talk of exercise. You know, okay. you have to go out in the morning, exercise, you know, get your heart pumping blood to all the yep. organs. The brain needs as much, you know, blood to flow into into it as much as as needed. So, mm-hmm. you know, to get yourself doing some exercise, you're taking care of your heart, you're taking care of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about sleep. We talked about that. Sleep yep. is very essential. And, you know, talking of time to lead, this is one of the ways that you need to lead yourself right. You know, I hear a lot in a lot of leadership trainings and stuff how, you know, leaders, can, you know, like look at political leaders, look at even, even you know, medical professionals, especially like surgeons that it can be called for emergencies at any time. Look at our frontliners, you know, the, the, the uh, firefighters, all those people that have to be at a lot all the time. The, the, we all have to be intentional. And another thing now, let me not, let me even move away from there. We have mm. this our phones. We have our Oh phones. my goodness. <laughs> we haven't even touched that yet, right? <laughs> we have has our unbelievable effects. So talk about that, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have our phones keeping up uh, keep, keeping us up all the time because there's a lot of information that we all uh, you know we are trying to get in and so many things to entertain ourselves, to relax, to do all sorts of things. We need to make sure that we're intentional about our sleep. So for me, you know, if you take your diet, you stay active, you are sleeping right, then for mental health, it's important to stay connected mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. Isolation is not good. You know, staying connected with people does not also mean that, you know, if you see yourself wanting to stay connected, like you're feeling like uh, maybe you're not valued or you're trying to force yourself on people or you have to go out of your way to be recognized or you have to do stuff like that, that is not healthy. But look around you, you know, who are the people that that support you? Start with your family. Your family is enough. You know, Mm. your parents, your siblings, your children, that's enough. Call, pick up the phone, call them, laugh. Like you told me, you went through that, you know, the the challenge. You know, check on them. If you don't, because not everybody is blessed with siblings and some people, maybe their parents volunteer. 
you know, mm-hmm. go out and volunteer in a community or somewhere that, you know, you, you feel like you belong. Like you're, Absolutely. You're, yes. That's important for men. That's very important for mental health. These are some of the things that you need to, uh, you know, we need to do to make sure that we are taking care of our mental health and you're in a good place. Now, remember, mental health is about three things, the behavior, the feelings, and the thoughts. People may not know or see the thoughts. I mean, you are the only one that knows your thoughts and the way that you're feeling. If you are feeling uncomfortable with yourself, you are not liking yourself, you're having low self-esteem, you feel sad, you feel unhappy, you're feeling worthless, you're feeling overwhelmed. You might be behaving in a way that you're compensating for it or trying to make everything look good but you know what the truth is. If and your heart is heavy, your mind is not settled, things are not going right. Mm. And if your mind is settled, you feel fulfilled, you think you're making progress, you know, and it is also making things go right. So that is the point where I say, since you know how you're feeling, if it's right, then look at the things you're doing that is making it right. Do you have people that support you? Do you have cheerleaders? You know, do you have things going well for you? Do you have a, a spouse that makes sure that you're eating right? Do you have somebody that include you have a neighbor that calls you to go for a walk every time? You know, is your work, does your workplace have a good mental health policies and is just kind of making everything fall into place? You know all those things and don't take them for granted. Mm. It also has to do with your thoughts. They're some people that even though we find ourselves in a good place right now, looking back, we went through a lot. Maybe you saw your parents in, in, in a place that was not good. Some people, uh, you know, witnessed armed robbery. Some people, their parents were killed in their presence. Some people, there were things that happened in the past that even their colleagues, even their spouses do not have an idea of. There are women who were raped. There are people who, 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 who went through a lot of things that is impacting or affecting them negatively right now. You know that thing. Mm-hmm. If you've been able to heal and you you overcome you've overcome it, keep doing the things that helped you heal. Mm. If you, if you are still hurting from all those things, if you still cry when your spouse is sleeping, you cry and sob, or you still you know leave the place, or there's some places you are even avoiding because of your past. You mm. know been mm. that you should know that it is not a good mental place for you. Mm. These are the times that you should reach out to somebody. These are times that you should, you don't necessarily have to share this if you do not want to, but it's important for you to have an outlet for this thing that you can heal. And when you have a place where you can share, then you use this experience to help other people. What you should not do is to continue being, you know, covering things up and leaving it the way it is right there. I know you are, if you are listening right now, I know you're getting so much incredible value, practical things that you can do right now uh, from day or right now. And I just am just so I'm learning. I'm taking notes. I can't wait to listen to the playback because I know it's going to bless so many people all across the world. I applaud you for everything that you're doing. How do you balance family, <laughs> what you're doing, the caring of people, how important it is, how, how, how supportive has your spouse been for you so you can do what you do? <laughs> how supportive, supportive has my spouse been? See, all those things that you're seeing, came to light because I got a yes from him. Mm. You probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be doing this interview today if I didn't get that initial yes and mm-hmm. the support that mm-hmm. I'm from him. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where like, I'm almost getting emotional because, okay. because <laughs> there's really nothing you can do alone. And when I talk about mental health matters, I tell you, it is not just for people out there. It has to do with your family, my children, Mm -hmm. everything. 
So all the things you're saying is because, first of all, he just said, you know what? He, he, he gave me the chance to be myself. Mm. And I must say that it is not the most convenient thing for us right now. Makes sense. It is not. But he thought, okay, if this is what you want to do, you know what I say about fulfillment in life? Yes, yes. Doing something and you, you're just living through and how you can be doing something and you actually feel like you're doing what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right things in place to support you, you cannot go nowhere. Mm. You're stuck. Me, yeah. My spouse is a big part of this. He's a blessing. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I'm just only hoping, praying that, you know, he would, would look back and he will say, thank God. I, <laughs> you know, yes. thank, you made me proud and thank God, we, you know, we went for this because it's really been impacting lives, changing families, you know, um, helping parents with children with disabilities, people finally being able to talk, mm. leaving putting things in, in place for their co-workers, I mean, for their, for their empl- employees. And all that is not just stopping in the workplace, it's mm-hmm. helping the family, helping the children. Yes. And really big. So my husband is a big, you might not see, the only thing he asks of me is, I, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to be seen. <laughs> Get the cameras off of me. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to tell your husband, I salute you, sir. I salute you. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. Um, Last question for the, you know, the the series I started a couple months ago, right after COVID, um, was leading to a crisis. You know, John did something about that. Um, And when the the leader that you've been talking to as far as mental health, um, how important is it for them to be connected, especially during a crisis, to help with the mental illness, uh, uh, the, 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 ment- the mental uh, um, health of their employees? How important, in other words, how important it is for them to be connected to them and caring enough as a leader for them to be able to put them in a position where they can help with their mental health? Yeah, it is very, very important. And I want to go back to where we started from. When I okay. when you said how do, you know, uh, what part of, you know, uh, going to the community or doing yes. help really got into it. It's the fact that if the right people do not understand something, they're not empowered to put things in place to help other people. Got it. And but they so can't the, be confused. They, they, they just cannot be confused, period. But they ain't doing nothing. Okay. Yeah. They, they can't be confused. They just need to understand the important Okay. Once you understand it, it becomes easy to put things in place. Got and it. it goes back to my mental health matters again. So the approach that I've been taking and, and which is the right one is that leaders need to understand these basic things about what mental health is all about. Because what I'm finding is people think in the workplace is about having EAP in place. You have an employee assistant program and people can just go see a counselor and people can just go see things. When leaders don't understand the importance of mental health in the workplace, then they are losing a lot. Mm. I don't care how much they're making now, they are losing. Mm if they don't understand it. So it comes from, and remember, leaders are human beings first. Mm -hmm. And leaders also have a brain that needs to be taken care of. And leaders, you know, are making decisions. They are doing even more than what every other person is doing. So it now starts with leaders themselves knowing how important brain health is and how important their brain health is how even in times of crisis, they need to take a break. Even in times of crisis, their family needs them. Even in times of crisis, they need to understand that things are not necessarily the same and put things in place. But mental health, putting mental health things in place for their employees should not just be 
another thing on the list of what leaders will do. Mm. Good. It should be that thing that leaders should do because they know the value mm-hmm. of mental health to mm-hmm. themselves and they know the values and the return that comes to them when their employ, employ, um, when their employees are in a good place. Good, so good. It is very important. And what I found out is that a lot of them, you know, during the, my sessions with them, they're like, oh my goodness, I never thought of that. And then, you know, there's a part where we get to and they realize that <laughs> work is just one of those other things. It's not even the fundamental part. Right, right, right. Is not. Mm. Because if anything happens, you know, it's nobody's thinking of work first. No. <laughs> That's the last thing on your mind, right? It is. It is. So, so I've heard a lot of leaders go like, oh, my goodness, that is, uh, I never thought of that. Oh, maybe that's what's happening with my wife. Oh, I see this. And now they're like, and then I always emphasize, yours first. You need to go and use, I have a tool. There's this tool that I give them. They have to really work on it. It's like a, it's a PRP model. Pause, mm-hmm. rewind, play. The mm. pause, you know, it, it, it brings them to work on their brain and, you know, work on themselves. Like, how am I doing? What's going on? You know, things like the rewind part is going back. What could, you know, what are the things that, that could be impacting or influencing this or doing that because because you're a leader it does not mean that if something is going on with your child at home you just separate that from work that is still you uh, you put all the things in place and we go to the play part the play part is where they take action the play part is when they've been able to put everything in place we're able to play and now move forward to progress when mm-hmm. they get you know, coming up with things and idea and talking to employees just become easy, you know, and they are vulnerable and they are talking to, you know, with what is going on. A lot of them are now trying, they, they now were like, you know what, I've actually been dealing this. I never took care of it. When we're doing this for our, uh, for the team, I would actually talk about it. So when people see their leaders really talking about stress, you know, opening up about things happening to them, they feel heard, they feel understood, they feel more committed. And then they together now come with what works for their organization. Right, right. It's different. Their stress level is different. What they're exposed to is different. So they now, they they would now drive it in a way that brings everybody in. And, yeah. you know, together we become a happy family. Absolutely. Man, this is, this is great. Oh! Man, I could talk to you all day. At least you know what? One thing about us that's going to be similar, that I can talk and so you can talk. And this is good because this is so valuable because we've covered so much. But I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to read it again. This is Fred Fitzgiles, and my mental health matters. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see how it becomes when you understand it? You that's see? Right. I mean, there's no shame. There's no shame to it. There's nothing to it. You say it proudly. Everybody in my family now, everybody in my family, my sisters-in-law, everyone, when something's like, oh, no, my mental health matters. They just... (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. So uh, (laughs) last question. If you have someone who still is thinking about the stigma of, you know, mental health, maybe struggling with something, and they may not have someone to call right away or someone that they trust to call right away. What are some other ways, what kind of advice would you give to them that they can probably at least take a first step towards dealing with the struggle that they have and getting past the fact of being embarrassed about it? Uh, We're all coming from different places. And like you said, whether we like it or not, stigma, mental health stigma is real and it's everywhere. If there's anybody going through something right now, I have um, like a clarity call session that I, I that I have with people. Great, that's great. Yeah, I have this. Uh, it's confidential, private. Um, there's a, the first uh, sixty minutes, and then the follow up thirty minutes where we talk about things and it, what this does, and what I found with the, those that have the clients that I've worked with is that they're able to, they find a safe space talking to me. See how we're talking. Mm. Yes. And from the, when we're talking, different things come up. 
mm. different come up and we're able to get to the point of okay this is it because sometimes it's not even what we're thinking there's something we've covered up we yeah. get to the part and then you now think of hey you have health here you have been under the shadow here but by the time we get to the end of even the first one you see them already wanting to take that next step mm. so the next step for them might be i need to actually start a therapy session the next mm. step might be i need to go and let my doctor know that i stopped taking my medication a long time ago and i was mm. starting the next step for them might be i need to go pay my parents a visit the next step for them might be whatever it is they want to do and they're able to move forward and what i've found is that you see just the way we are able to empower each other you and i now yes what yes say i'm saying my mental health matters again yes. usually by the time they get to we get to finish to the clarity call that shame is no longer there mm, good stuff that's really good no longer there because mm. they're able to take ownership of them doing what they want for themselves and one of the things that i that that i i, I put in the place and that i will share with our audience today is that we don't we during the session we're able to move from a place of where we are and we're seeing the future of you using your story to help thousands of people mm-hmm. got it when you're already thinking that what's going on with me coming out of it even if it's not helping thousands of people this is going to help the generations coming after me mm-hmm. and Winters die, so we're already seeing a bright future. Even Absolutely. that, you know, Even with that. cancer survivor. Have you heard cancer survivors sharing their stories? <laughs> no, seriously. Do you do you know how much it impacts people? Do you see? Man, think- it does. It does. It does. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's the same. So we are already seeing that bright future. We are already yeah, seeing. We're already seeing all those things. So with stigma, anybody that is going through it, you might want to contact me and let's yeah. work on that clarity session. If you think that, hey, your accent is too thick, too thick and I don't think I can hear what you're saying, that's fine. You might want to contact me and then I can I can um, uh, refer you, you know, yeah. to somebody that will be culturally appropriate for you. Because Absolutely. the here is for you to be able to live the best life that you can. Absolutely. And Dale, how can I get a, a hold of you and give you contact information if you could? Yes. So my phone number is 832-285-7810. Email, uh, which I, I'll give you all this, right? And my email is direspeaks, D-A-Y-O-S-P-E-A-K-M-H. That is Direspeaks Mental Health. Nice. At gmail.com. At gmail. Okay, great. And I'm going to update the show notes on the page for you guys to be able to get that information as well. You better click on the links as well. And uh, I'm just so excited. Alawadeo, Deo, Adeyemo. Is that right? I got that right? I got it right? She just says, call me Deo. Dio. Is that Dio or Deo? Dio. 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 Absolutely. Dio, I appreciate you. This has been the mo- one of the most incredible interviews I have done in a very long while. Psychiatric mental health nurse, practitioner, and advocate, mental health, stress management, and also productivity expert, helping you to understand, attain, and maintain optimal wellness for top productivity. And say it after me, everyone, everybody listening and watching and hearing. I want you to say, my mental health matters. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Will you come back if I invite you again, please? Anytime, friend. Anytime. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm going to send you out the link to this page and also the, the file so you can be able to use that for your marketing. And I just say, I want to bless you with that because you just blessed us and everybody's been listening. Uh, this is the It's Time to Lead podcast. We're great leaders like that. Dio. Dio, I got it right. Where great yeah. leaders like Dio come together to grow and get better and to grow that part of our brain that is our brain because our brain is a muscle and needs to be taken care of. It's like any other part of your body. So while you're working out, go work out. 
But don't forget to go read a book, go work out, go run, and go feed that brain the right stuff. Put the cheesesteaks down and the pizzas and all that kind of stuff because your brain needs is just is, is an organ like anything else. And if you also, if you understand that the seriousness of whatever you're going through, okay, contact Dio and she will definitely be able to talk to you. That's just like you heard from her today, how we had a conversation. Imagine going, taking a deeper dive on your life and also being able to talk about you and let her listen to you and your story so you can get that point of happiness, wholeness, and understanding that your mental health does matter. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you, Dio. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Did you have fun? I had fun. (laughs) 